This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Microsoft Surface Duo, the dual screen foldable tees last year is finally here. And we've got all the details. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me are veteran editors Scott Stein and Ian Scher, who had a chance to get an early look at the Surface Duo. Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey. So, Scott, the first question is to you. Uh, for listeners who have not been staying on top of all things Microsoft, what is the Surface Duo? Well, the Surface Duo is not a Windows device. It's an Android device. It's a phone. And it's Microsoft's first phone in quite a while. This is a two-screen phone that's not a folding phone, but it has two different screens you can, you can you know, use side by side. And the idea is to enter that space and build some way to multitask on a device leading up to their dual screen windows, things like Neo coming in 2021. Yeah, and Ian, I mean, you had a chance to talk with, I know you both had a chance to talk with, with Panos Panay, the, the Microsoft executive in charge of devices. You know, what did he say about this device? Because I know we're, we refer to it as a phone, but they're saying that it's it's not a phone. It's they're very wishy washy about what this is. Talk a little bit about that. And how Microsoft is trying to position this product? Yeah, this is all a result of the reporting from last year when it came out. A lot of the people who got to kind of play with it realized that Microsoft was trying to avoid the word phone, and it was kind of funny. Uh, but now we're at this point where the company is saying, look, that we think that this is a new type of device, that this is going to change the dynamic of how we look at how uh, we use our phones and how they are going to go forward and that this is going to be a completely new category. What that means, I don't know, right? Does that mean I'm going to have a duo and my phone and my tablet? Or am I going to like I, I'm starting to run out of pockets? So I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. Well, I mean, clearly this is, it is a phone-like in that it it will be sold through carriers, right? It'll have cellular capabilities? Yes, it will. And it'll have, uh, but not 5G, which is very important. Uh, this is going to be a 4G LTE device. Uh, notably, it is really kind of falling behind on a lot of those tech specs we're expecting for this year. And they say the reason is that they wanted to make sure it was as thin as possible, right? It's uh, 4.8 millimeters uh, when it's flat, when you have both screens kind of down on the table. And when you fold them up together, they're 9.9 .9 millimeters. So that's less than half an inch. And uh, to get there, they say you can't put 5G in it or Wi-Fi 6 or a lot of the other stuff that we've kind of come standard now in a lot of devices. And just, the, Scott, going back to you, the, the big headline number, well, how much does this thing cost? This starts at $1,399. So depending on where you're comparing phones, that's uh, not as expensive as what the Fold started as, but that's still a super expensive phone, uh, especially when phones seem to be dropping in price this year. Uh, for a lot of models. You bring up a really good point there. Uh, you know, we just had the Samsung Note 20 event. Uh, you know, I kind of question the idea of introducing even a $1,000 smartphone at, at a time when there are millions of people out of work. We're in a pandemic. Uh, you know, these kinds of luxuries are, they seem to be like a thing of 
days pass. It's 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 not the right air for this is this is even more expensive and it's it's a bit unproven. What do you think of its prospects uh, and the reception it might receive given this environment? I think there are two things. One is that Microsoft definitely seems focused on, I'm sure, business and productivity people. So where this and also they, they keep talking about the idea of this really doing heavy work as a tablet uh, and doing some productive work there. So that that kind of gets folded in, so to speak. But yeah, it's still a lot for for a device that is clearly on an evolutionary path. You know, like it doesn't have 5G. Uh, the bezels they addressed, uh, they, they, they said they're going to try to fix in the future. Um, the cam- There's only one camera, and uh, we don't even know how good it is yet. But uh, that also could be part of getting to the right size, that, they're, that we're, we're used to more robust camera tech. And it's worth noting on that camera, the specs do not match up against the Samsung or Apple. Uh, it doesn't have the same type of stabilization. It doesn't have the same type of aperture. So if you're looking for a, a big, splashy campaign of advertisements shot on Duo, not going to happen. Microsoft is really downplaying the camera on this to the point where it's really not part of the main pitch at all. And uh, and I think that's also telling as far as you know, probably where the company feels the camera is as far as the identity of the device. Yeah, it didn't even come up during our, our meeting with them at all. Over the entire time, we talked to all of their engineers and with Panos, never came up. That seems like a real mistake given just how much, how attached we are to the phones or the cameras in our phones. In fact, that even on our tablets, I see people with tablets taking photos all the time, which annoy the crap out of me because it just seems dumb, but they do it. And so it's weird that uh, a premium device at this price point doesn't have at least a, a decent or competitive camera. It's super weird, but I also think that Microsoft, they, they even said as much that they're trying to get to particular goals here. And I think that there are going to be a number of things to check off on this list. This feels like a device that's really going for the form over anything else. You know, that they're trying to get to something that's thin, usable, and they also emphasize using the pen. So that, you know, they claim that not all folding displays might work with a pen, that they might dent or they might not be as durable. So I think that they're really pushing for that type of uh, productivity. We'll have to see how many generations a device like this will will go, how much of an experiment versus you know, how many years they're willing to commit. Um, because, yeah, you have a long other laundry list. I mean, you know, do you build those cameras in? It's like half the thickness of the Galaxy Fold. So that's the thing. Is it's, I think the Fold Galaxy Fold is seven, 17 millimeters. When when I held the device in my hand, it is, it, it's really thin, and it feels like a book, and I feel like that that really made a difference for me much more than I thought it would. Well, let's delve into that because you are one of the few people that actually have. It's a non-working unit, as far as I understand. But tell me about that, and what's your experience been like with the, that device, with the mock-up of the device? Yeah, it's been super weird. Like product product reviews are weird, and this is super weird. Yeah, it turns out like this is coming out on September 10th. We don't know when specifically we're going to be able to review it. But in the meantime, Microsoft did send a non-working device that has the parts exposed through glass, which at first I thought, okay, well, it's, what's the point? But then I kind of got it because when I open it up, I'm skeptical about dual screen devices. But I have to admit the feel of this thing really won me over. Like it is kind of like a little moleskin. And they they said that's very much their inspiration. You know, I feel like a lot of the thing, devices I've held that are folding feel like two phones glommed together. And then when you open them, they feel nice. This feels good closed, especially with the wider, uh, the larger aspect ratio. Like it's each half is thinner than an iPhone. So like together, it doesn't really feel much thicker. 
And it's kind of like a Nintendo 3DS, like a, a Super 3DS or something. Like, it feels like other things I've held. And I like the idea of using it as a book. I just have no idea how the apps will function and be annoying or helpful. But it feels very well weighted. The hinges stay open smoothly in any position and for seemingly very firm. And it doesn't have a creaky feel, which is, you know, sometimes like what I've seen in other folding devices. And I think that's really intriguing. It just feels super solid. Of course, this isn't the final, you know, working device. So we'll have to see if that also holds up on, on one that's shipped. But, uh, you know, that definitely won me over. All right. And Ian, in terms of that's a hardware, I mean, I know you guys got a chance to get an early look at the software, the user experience, uh, at least via a video conference. But like, what was that like? And how did that experience strike you? There's a lot of thought that goes into how we actually use the device because they they kind of seem to realize this is a little new. And it reminds me of when the first iPhone came out. There was a lot of visual kind of flair to help draw your eye to different things so that you knew what to do next. So for example, when you launch an app on one side of the device, on one of the screens, all of the uh, all the menus and everything slide over to the other screen so that you kind of know they're there. If you want to flip pages for the apps, the little dots that we're used to having in the middle of our phone, right? The, all the white dots that you kind of see there to tell you there are more pages. Well, now they're on the right because they want you to flip it like a like a book. So there's a lot of those types of things that they seem to have really built in and they, they really seem to have thought about, okay, how am I going to use this? When am I going to get pissed off at how it works and try to kind of smooth a lot of those things over? Uh, it still seems a little odd to me, I, I think just because I'm not used to it. But I also, when everyone looked at the first iPhone, I think a lot of people looked at that and said, really, is that how I'm going to use it? I'm not sure. And then it completely won the day. So you know, I think that it's still kind of going to be interesting to see how it plays out and how we end up using it. But clearly, Microsoft put a lot of thought into that. Right. I know with the, the other Surface products, the, the idea is basically create inspiration for other device makers to follow suit. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's the same here, Ian. Uh, what, what exactly is sort of the, the intent for this? Is this sort of a one-off or do they want the industry to follow them in making these kinds of foldable, not foldable devices? Yeah, I think, um, you know, they've definitely, with all the talk about it being a new product category, I don't question whether this is a one-off. I think that even if it completely flops and becomes one of the latest of a very large pile of flops that Microsoft has, uh, I still think that they're going to continue pushing it forward because they seem to really believe in this for now, right? And they, th I think they want to show us that they can make this work and prove that there's a segment of the market for it. And just like the Surface tablets, right? They're not the biggest thing in the world. They are not uh, the best-selling devices out there, but they're well-regarded. Uh, people who, like us, we review them and they, they turn out well in our reviews. And there is a group of people who really love them. And maybe that's the same group of people who are going to buy this device. I don't know. Well, yeah, to that point, Scott, like you're you're into all the future tech. Uh, this is definitely different. Um, it's it's it folds, but it's not a foldable like the Galaxy Fold. It's two screens attached to each other. What do you think the reception is going to be like? You've you've tested a lot of these different mobile products. You know, how does this stack up, and what do you think the reception will be? I think that Microsoft's really trying to get this to be something that just works seamlessly and without exhaustion. So there's a lot of thought about uh, human factors that they talk about. And, and 
I'm curious because that that flies into an everyday use that is not about like getting the fanciest new gadget. That's something that like, you know, I kept thinking about the Nintendo DS where like it, it weirdly made me think about that because that's the dual screen device that my family ended up using and that I thought was really stupid when it first launched and turned out to be brilliant. And I think it's about the software and the commitment to it and saying, you know, we made a bet on something new and we followed through. And I, I think there's that opportunity here. But I don't think dual screen phones have found that moment yet and, or d devices. And so Microsoft is like trying to trying to see if they can get there, maybe at the same time as like Android and, and a lot of other things. So I, I think that's it is like it, it won't make sense until it makes sense, which sounds really stupid. But but I think that it's like Nintendo Switch. You know, we saw other converting gaming devices before the Switch that tried for that idea. But sometimes it comes together and it works. So like, did Microsoft figure that out here? Um, that'll be really interesting to see because I think that category needs um, someone to figure it out. And, and I would say yeah. also, like, you can never count out Nintendo, right? That's the one thing <laughs> right. we've always learned about them. But also that this seems to be the closest device I've ever seen that would pass the pocket test, right? Like, all of the other foldable things are monsters, and they are thick. And even though they, they feel good in my hands, and I really like the idea, I'm like, I will never put this in my pocket, and I know for sure my wife will not. So I, I'm curious to see how this ends up doing, right? Because it's so thin, because it's so sleek, maybe it can kind of get past that critical thing as well. So I would just say it, we can't end this discussion without at least mentioning the fact that this isn't the first device with two screens strapped together, right? There's the, uh, there's the ZT Axon M from just a few years ago. And then from way back in the day, in the early days of Android, there was the Kyocera Echo. Uh, which I remember still be, I remember the launch because David Blaine performed for us, performed magic for us, and that was way cooler than the phone itself. Uh, both phones, terrible flops, right? I think ZT stuck with the Axon M a little bit longer, but the the Kyocera Echo was basically disappeared right away. Um, it could be a case where they were too early for their time, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if Microsoft can get past that particular era. Uh, sorry, sorry, you had you had. A couple thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, I wish I could say now how well it works. And I feel like that's the key thing is you, you, it does remind me of like moments in tech where with smartwatches, you know, there are a whole bunch of smartwatches. And then for me, it was like Pebble hit a moment where like, oh, that's really cool. And then it got more refined. And then the Apple Watch kind of hit its stride. Uh, VR heads, there were a lot of VR headsets at, um, that did exist. But the Oculus Rift was the one that suddenly felt like it did it well and didn't feel as wonky. So I think it, it's like that, or, or the iPhone moment. You know, will, will this be the one that suddenly feels like, hey, I want to keep doing that? Uh, I, I think that's that's the interesting thing to note here. And whether it's something that sticks, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't wait to say what it's like after using it for a month or so. And to be fair, all of those devices you brought up, Scott, started off really small. Right. The the Apple Watch did not sell tons when it came out. The iPhone did not sell tons when it came out, even though it felt like it did. Uh, the Oculus still has not sold tons. So even though these are like revolutionary devices that changed the world in a lot of ways, we haven't actually like they start off pretty slow. So that's another reason why I have a feeling Microsoft's going to push this forward for quite a while. Gotcha. Well, I mean, look, we, we also can't ignore the fact that 
this is an Android device. That's kind of a big deal, right? They haven't ever really produced an Android device before. They were all about Windows, and that failed spectacularly. Um, so we'll see. There's a lot of interesting aspects of this device, um, and we'll actually get a chance to use it more in the coming weeks. Scott, Ian? We will. We're going to be able to be using more at some point. I can't wait to find out when. But it's 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 going to be available September 10th. Uh, it sounds like you know there are final pieces in the in the software puzzle, and uh, and I, you know I, let's follow up on when that happens because I can tell you how the hinge works. I can't tell you about anything about how well the apps work yet. We've seen it in you know in stream videos, and that's it. Yeah, I mean I've seen the promotional video. It looks amazing in the promo video, but they always look amazing in those videos. So. We'll see. Thank you guys for your time. If you have any questions about the Surface Duo, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out our full coverage on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.